0: When we say that we're a farm to face skincare and wellness brand, we actually mean we're a vertically integrated company. We have our own farms where we grow like 30, 40 of the ingredients and then we have our own manufacturing and FD approved facility and we have our own research and development lab. So we started all of this since 2015, 2016 and finally in 2017, we launched the brand in uh, Bombay. We are planning to transform the beauty industry by uh, making the awareness of the fact that skincare is also part of health and well being. I believe that skincare products are 30% of your skin health, and 70% of your skin health is actually what you eat, what is your environment, how you feel, what are your thoughts. So what do you think would be the price of one liter of rose essential oil? You know rose, wow. right? Like Rose yes. essential oil was one of the most loved oils of Cleopatra. And it has such beautiful healing and beautifying properties that she used to love it. So that's why, any guesses? Uh, Well, maybe 10,000 plus. 10,000 no, rupees plus? It's actually 18 lakh rupees a litre. How much? How much? 18 lakhs. 18? 18. Yes. 1-8. 1-8 wow. lakhs. Wow. It's that expensive. <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome to my finale episode for the beauty season on Lux Insider. Thank you for joining me on this beauty-filled journey, exploring various beauty secrets and fixes from leading voices. Thrilled to announce that for this finale episode, I have the honor of speaking with one of the popular skincare brands, which also happens to be an Indian brand. I couldn't be more proud of the strides made in the beauty segment, especially by Indian brands. Yes, I'm going to be speaking to none other than Shubhika Jain from Ras Luxury Oils. Ras Luxury Oil just ticks all the boxes right transparency, natural, vegan, ethically sourced and produced, good quality products, performance driven empowering the local community, sustainable, and so on. Delighted to welcome Shubhika Jain, founder and CEO of Russ Luxury Oils, India's first farm-to-face skincare and wellness brand. So, Shubhika, hello and welcome to my podcast.
0: Hi, Anita. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm delighted to be here and tell you more about uh, my journey and whatever else I can contribute to the podcast and the people who are listening.
1: Wonderful. We begin with your journey. Where did this inspiration and how did it all begin?
0: Sure. So, the journey started... Actually, the journey started when I was quite young. In fact, um, I've always wanted to... Since I was a child... You are very young already. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but yes. Yes. Go ahead, go ahead. No. No, no. So, since I was like a kid, I I used to be very excited about doing something and contributing to the society, being able to, you know, um, be an entrepreneur. Because I've always seen in my family that uh, there was this entire whole blood of entrepreneurship starting something new my father had started something new uh, apart from what my grandfather was doing and he always used to motivate me to like learn more so i studied in lady shram college i graduated uh, from there and before that i was in bangalore and raipur then i always you know i came back and joined my family business which was into agri uh, agriculture and education businesses but uh, while i was in the agri business um, i got introduced to the entire world of essential oils because we had a manufacturing facility So, in the manufacturing facility, you know, I got exposed to different kinds of essential oils, how it actually smells, how much of the material is needed to make it. So, Anita, I'll ask you to guess, what do you think would be the price of one litre of rose essential oil? You know rose, right? Like, rose essential oil was one of the most loved oils of Cleopatra and it has such beautiful healing and beautifying properties. That she used to love it. So, uh, I have seen how it's being manufactured. So, any guesses?
1: Well, um, well, I, I wasn't prepared for this. This is the first time for me <laughs> in a podcast that I get first question <laughs> asked. And a test kind of thing. But, uh, uh, well, maybe 10,000 plus. 10,000 no. rupees plus?
0: It's actually 18 lakh rupees a litre. How much? How much? 18 lakhs. 18 Yes. One eight. One eight eight lakhs. It's that expensive. So no, you know that's thank you. that.
1: Thank I, you, Shubhika for teaching me something. I learned right at the start. Very honest, <laughs> thank you.
0: No, so you know that you need two thousand uh, roses to get one ml of that oil. Okay. And you know when we saw, like, I was mesmerized by the aroma, by the price, and how it's actually done. And you know, uh, us being women, and you know, uh, loving skincare and beauty rituals because I've been part of that since my childhood. Like, thanks to my mom and my grandmother's. So. Uh, you know, we used to use a lot of other products from the Indian market and other international market and one product had the ingredient written rose essential oil and okay. was smelling too rosy mm-hmm. and you know, I was like, I've just seen how it's being extracted. This doesn't seem like very right. So when we got the product tested, we found out that it had zero percentage of that ingredient. And I was like, this product that we are using is an expensive product and it doesn't have that, then what can we do about it? Mm-hmm. So, we actually thought of starting our own brand with the entire backend support of manufacturing. So, that is why when you say that Rust Luxury Skincare, and also now, Anita, we are Rust Luxury Skin Care. We've revamped our brand from Rust Luxury Oils to Rust Luxury Skincare. Okay. So, when we say that we are a farm to face skincare and wellness brand, we actually mean we're a vertically integrated company. We have our own farms where we grow like 30, 40 of the ingredients. And then we have our own manufacturing and FD approved facility. And we have our own research and development lab. So we started all of this since 2015, 2016. And finally in 2017, we launched the brand in uh, Bombay. So our entire commitment to purity, transparency, and responsibility is what started this journey. It's <coughs> fantastic,
1: wonderful mm-hmm. to hear this But I'm still intrigued about one thing As yeah. a young girl Because you are such a young woman uh, You were obviously It's like you're talking about Now 7 years ago, 8 years ago Yeah, yeah, yeah Almost yeah. 8 years ago That I was uh, you, 21 21 20 so uh, yeah that is the time when people are socializing enjoying <laughs> freaking out traveling you know doing all kind of things and you're you are thinking of launching a brand or getting inspired uh, that you want to do something different um, who gave you the encouragement and what what gave you the confidence to do this because you, you, you just mentioned to me about Times of India, right? I come from a corporate background. But when I had to mm. take a decision to become an yeah. entrepreneur, it took a lot from me, you mm. know, to take that jump and to take that yeah. risk. Entrepreneurship is all about taking risk-taking ability as well. From where did you get, get that?
0: <laughs> In a way, uh, you know, like you know, ignorance is bliss. So when you don't know the challenges that are ahead of you when you're so young, it's easier to start. <laughs> ah, okay. that's also there <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but you know to be honest uh, my father and my family have been a great support uh, for that in fact I told my father that you know papa itna kaam hai family business ka mm-hmm. you know I can and um, me and my sister Suramya we are two daughters I'm like so ko to aage karna hai so uh, you know why should I start something I'll help you only I was very interested in it but he was like he may, you know you do your own thing that will help you grow as a person and you'll be able to contribute better because an organization is also an extension of you to a great uh, level you know so the way my father had created his company and the way I have created this along with my co founder is different so they uh, gave me the confidence and I was always very focused that I want to do this since I was a kid like I used to go to office since I was 16 years old and maybe seeing it since uh, childhood has helped me do that but one of the major things that is a factor because you were there in times for twenty three years, but that's because because you were because entrepreneurship is all about getting out of your comfort zone. You True. can't be comfortable, True. so it's easier earlier than later. I feel personally.
1: No, you're absolutely right, mm. and I salute to your parents for the encouragement and the conviction. <laughs> and now that you have come so far, we are very proud. Mm. Proud of uh, Russ. <laughs> uh, definitely, we are proud of Russ Luxury Oils. How do you plan to transform the beauty industry in India and then globally with a farm
0: to face approach? So if you see in India, uh, the beauty industry, uh, skincare is a part of the beauty industry. With us, we've been majorly focusing on skin care, with face care being the uh, you know key thing and lip care also being there. So beauty um, like like regular people understand is just about you know what you're applying to the skin but what we are saying that it's skin deep it's you know the ingredients that you apply to your skin which is your largest organ it actually affects not only your appearance but also your uh, health and your immunity because your skin is the largest organ in your body and it is the first barrier to any disease So, Mm -hmm. if your skin uh, barrier is uh, strong, that really improves your overall health and well-being. So, we are planning to transform the beauty industry by uh, making the awareness of the fact that skincare is also part of health and well-being. And, you know, uh, skincare should be able to make you feel good about yourself, should make you feel confident about, you know, being you as a person. And uh, what we feel is that skincare should be uh, pure. It should be natural. It should be like food, you know. If food, if you put into your body, that's how skincare should be because your body absorbs what you put on it. Like the skin absorbs, you know, sixty percent of what you put on it.
1: Yeah, yeah that's true, Shubika. Absolutely correct. And in mm. fact, uh, I remember the time, which is almost two decades back that uh, when we stepped into the world of beauty industry, try to understand beauty Mm. industry, one segment, so beauty industry consists of your color cosmetics, hair care and skin care. Skin care was one of the most challenging one for international brands to make an entry and to develop that. Because India being so uh, different market and complex market, Mm. traditionally, Culturally, Hmm. we have been, uh, you know, not really accustomed to use any kind of a chemical on our skin. We are Hmm. more, you know, we are used to, let's say, natural products like, uh, let's say, haldi uh, or, uh, you know, milk cream. Uh, no, exactly. what, uh, all of that mm-hmm. going on to our face. So when you know, you were exposed to certain chemicals into a, a cream bottle, it was very difficult for, um, you know, brands to actually make a success in the skin category. And you were just there. It's fabulous. So you are definitely going global, right?
0: Yeah. So no, that's absolutely true. That uh, skincare category is one of the toughest category because for any person to put a product on their face means they need to trust the brand. Correct. And you know, the Indian audience, there is there used to be now it's not there as much that the imported product there, like that that craze for that imported product. The reason also was that um, you know the regulations internationally so i feel that being a brand from india and having the kind of price points and the luxury appeal that we have it has been more difficult for us to convince our audience to try buying us because they feel that if they have to spend 3000 rupees or 2000 rupees on a product they might as well buy a more established global brand so for an indian and a homegrown brand to showcase that value that the customer pays you that premium Mm -hmm. means that they have to believe that the brand that they are buying that is us has to be actually good. So, we've been trying to create the awareness around our products about the branding and about the fact that we actually are genuine. You know, Anita, you also would would not be knowing many brands that are actually doing their own manufacturing, that are doing their own, you know, growing the ingredients. Most of the brands in the market are just like a cookie cutter model, wherein they approach a third party manufacturer who makes their products and they are basically a marketing company, in a way. That that is the difference that we are trying to communicate with our brand and I feel that the audience likes it, which is why they keep coming back to us. This is good, uh, fantastic. But how would you, uh,
1: you know, how would you communicate this? Because if you uh, look at the beauty industry, Mm -hmm. often skincare and beauty, Mm -hmm. beauty care or beauty products is interchangeable. The words are used for each other. And in this kind of a scenario, you are not only trying to communicate and win the trust from the audience, but you're also very specifically only in the skincare category. So how do you achieve this communication? How, How do you manage to... Uh, And
0: you won't believe Anita that to add to your question Mm -hmm. uh, for myself, it's like now we're in skincare. Earlier when we launched the brand uh, six years ago, that time we only had oils like we had face oils in the skincare category and face oils was more of a niche. Mm-hmm. lesser people were knowing about it so what we did was the kind of marketing we did in terms of communicating to our customers to the audience about our product like uh, if you check out our instagram page we don't just you know go to an agency and we ask them to make a post and give us we actually do a, p- a photo shoot with us being there each image that goes has to be that is seen by us the content is checked by us so when you add value to the Uh, consumer's mind, they actually then start valuing you. If you give them some knowledge or some extra know-how on how things are done. We, you know, in COVID, we actually wrote a book on, uh, you know, some DIYs, what is skincare, what are the different kinds of skin, what kind of a routine should be. So such knowledge we gave to people and it was all free of cost uh, that we gave them. And that is why they started coming to us. So when you talk about skincare and beauty care, So, skincare is a subset of the beauty industry. Beauty industry, like you said, has, apart from skincare, has hair care. It has uh, body care, bath and body, um, you know, and makeup. Now, the lines between makeup and skincare are also blurring. So, even when we do, say for example, we have a product that I'm using right now, the tinted lip balm. So this is a color, at the same time, this has a texture of a lip balm, which is so comfortable. You wouldn't even feel like you've applied anything on your lips, which is, uh, you know, uh, sticky or anything. It's so smooth and nourishing. So uh, such innovativeness we are bringing to our products, which is how we're able to convey that we are somebody in the skincare industry. Yeah,
1: in fact, we observe a very interesting feature on your website, which is shop by Skin Type this is yeah. exactly what you're saying you know yeah. because to generate that awareness I'm sure that uh, this particular feature is uh, itself communicating how serious you are for skincare
0: we feel that for skincare uh, you know it can't be one size fits all we feel like people who have like um, an oily skin or yeah. somebody who has like very dry or uh, you know mature skin they need intensive care in separate ways that's why we have that se- segregation on the website so it becomes easy for anybody to find what is best suited for them
1: correct so skin types does make a difference and that's how you you know it it does matter like different products for different skins
0: for sure of course
1: in fact uh, when we are today uh, with the generation hmm. that uh, digital digital era hmm. if i may say so hmm. we have so many of t- tutorials online we have mm. so much of information at times i also find it very hard you know when you're mm. trying to figure out what exactly is the right uh, uh, product and it's the ingredients the percentage of ingredients that is going into the product mm. like you know you just say it for the heck of it that this this you have gold for example there are skincare mm. creams where there is gold right and gold has been put but how much gold is required for to create that magic on your skin. Would you like to say uh, comment on this? Because really speaking, we don't have any information as to what ingredient should be, what percentage for it to actually work on your
0: skin. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a very important question and something I think many people uh, do not know about and would like to know about. So in in skincare, like it is in any medicine, the percentage of the active ingredient or you know some botanical is very important say you know how in crocin paracetamol is just a small percentage of the entire medicine mm. and if you put higher dosage of it mm. it is not good for your body because it has to be diluted in some sort of form before you have it similarly say for example in our face oil or like in our face uh, you know gel uh, moisturizer or radiance uh, we have gold in that. We have essential oils in that. So, essential oils, for that matter, have to be used between 05 to 3% maximum essential for your oils. face. Okay. Essential oils. You cannot use essential oils beyond 3% on your facial skin. Mm. Sometimes, depending on the essential oil, even 0.5% is very effective. Okay. So, so, that is something about essential oils. Now, active ingredients, some active ingredients like... Say, uh, a vitamin C, depending on the formula, even 2% becomes effective if you're using some additional boosters to vitamin C along with it. Like say, if you use extracts of orange and you know other vitamin boosting ingredients like berries, it adds to it. And sometimes 10% vitamin C can actually be not good for your skin because it can sensitize your skin. So just because something says that it has 20% of this doesn't mean it might be the best for you so for a user the only way they would realize it by testing it like what suits them that's very important and for us also like when we have added gold to our product and it's actually 24k gold that we buy and then we get it made into a barak and then it's added to the products apart from that gold we're also adding a nano a variety of gold called colloidal gold okay. that. Uh, works in a molecular level of your skin Mm -hmm. and this gold works on the outer membrane of the skin and it goes inside as well. So, if you use a face oil and a gold particle is there and you rub your skin, it actually will go inside your skin and that gold has anti-aging properties and it improves the brightness of your skin and it improves the effectiveness of the other ingredients like a good conductor is what we've seen and um, the gold percentage it's been it's been constant throughout for us and you won't believe like when we were kind of doing the projection to buy the ingredients when we had done like a six month thing earlier when we used to buy in few grams now i saw that if i have to buy gold as an ingredient for six months i might have to buy like almost more than half kg or maybe one kg of gold Mm -hmm. can you imagine so we were like Uh, mesmerized by the fact that now our volumes and because of the consumer love we've gotten have increased that we might have to buy a kilo of gold obviously we won't do it at one go but then that's how much gold we're putting in our products well yes i understand all that i was thinking of
1: i mean it's very far away but one day it may happen that your business grows so much that you probably have to have your separate gold mine (laughs) <laughs> because you you know you require to extract gold yes why not you you've heard of uh, you know right sourcing so yes why not why not no because I've heard about your bestseller 24 karat gold radiance beauty boosting uh, face elixir yeah that's perfect. one of the yes. best selling right
0: yes that's one of her bestsellers yeah
1: yeah yeah, so, yeah just heard of that and
0: one day Inshallah we don't know (laughs) (laughs) Anita thank you so much that's like next level motivation (laughs) you know what I'm trying
1: to you know something which is working in my head right now is the question which is coming from the fact and reality again from my experience in those days post pandemic is something different things have changed I'm talking about pre pandemic and maybe sometimes around 2015 when you started around that time uh, for a customer, for a woman, to sp- now even men, to spend that kind of money, okay, uh, on a bottle of a, a skincare cream, is pretty difficult, pretty challenging, right? In that sit, in that market scenario, how do you arrive at your pricing? Because for you, this must be competition at two levels. One, of course, your <laughs> trust is one thing. Uh, Palm to face is, yes, definitely important and mm-hmm. helping you to win that trust. Uh, mm-hmm. But there are international brands which are there in the market yeah. and you're competing with the La Prari, Who would your competition be? I would say it will be La Prairie. It could be Elizabeth Aden. It could be probably Shiseido. These are the brands that you're competing with. And if you're competing with these kind of brands, how do you actually arrive at the right
0: pricing and how have you penetrated in the market? I mean, uh, this is like a uh, the details of the question to answer. It's like a very long and detailed one. But you know, it's it's not very easy to arrive at a price because you know when you're when you think of pricing it high, you also then limit your market. You know, like say for La Ferrari is priced at twenty five thousand rupees, oh, very few people will buy it, and the repurchase value also will go down because. Uh, you know, uh, twenty five thousand is not required necessarily for a skincare product. It's more of the brand name associated. Like, say, for example, a Louis Vuitton bag. It doesn't cost two lakhs. It sure. the cost of that is very low, but it's a branding. So here, what we do is the the product pricing that we arrive at is because of the purity of the ingredients. And like I told you, some of the ingredients that we use, like even the active ingredients that we use or the base ingredients that we use, they are more expensive so the the entire cost price of the product is high because of that we've come to this pricing it was not that okay we want to create a luxury product line that's why the pricing will be high the whole ideology behind it was to create a product line that would be so pure and so effective Firstly, there's this thing that in many people's mind that natural is to effective, utna hoga. so we wanted to clear that. That mm-hmm. natural can be super effective. Sure, Second sure. misconception that there in people's mind that if it's natural or Ayurvedic or all of that then it will not be very experiential or ya, aroma would not be good Yeah, the bottle would not be good. Like you know natural products a not packaging in good packaging many So we then uh, worked on that, that a natural product will look good will smell good will feel good like when you open the bottle and when you apply it that entire process will be good so we worked on that so when we worked on all of that we realized that wow this product is very expensive to make and that's how when we factor in the costs of marketing distribution you know uh, people cost that's how we price the product so that eventually the company can be uh, sustainably and profitably run in the future and when you asked me the question about competing with the likes of elizabeth arden or say a keel's or a Loxitan or a forest essentials or a kama or even a la prairie and for that when you mentioned La Prairie, I suddenly remembered uh, Neetu Kapoor who uh, used to purchase the products from us uh, okay. and you know she uh, she gave me the biggest compliment anybody has given like me as in the brand. Okay. She said that yeah, this was when uh, Rishi ji was in New York. She said that she finds the products even better than La Prairie and La because she used to use them. Okay. And that helped them, you know, survive the cold in New York. And, you know, she really liked, loved the products and especially she was a fan of the, uh, you know, the 24K Gold Radiance Beauty Boosting Face Elixir. So, when you actually make a great product, when you as a founder is obsessed with your product to an extent that you try to perfect it, the product as well as how you portray the product then you can still stand a chance competing against the likes of these international brands. And the thing is that you'll have to try. It doesn't happen. Now now we are being recognized, and it's been six years since we've been doing it. So it takes time you need to be patient. but if you have your uh, eyes on you know you know kind of winning the world with your products, you'll get there step by step, is what I believe.
1: No, I totally agree with you on that. Um, uh, great. Yeah. Did you see any change in the behavior of your consumer post pandemic?
0: So, uh, uh, the COVID was like this entire, uh, you know, change which changed people's behaviors and how they perceive life also. Okay. You know, I think people's perception about life changed a little bit that, you know, uh, that even like the people you work with, they try to prioritize, now they prioritize the health more. Many people, even if they're getting a higher pay package somewhere, they want to prioritize being closer to family. Mm-hmm. They want to prioritize commute time, come home. let me find a job near my home so that I don't, so I think that people's perception change towards life. So that also changed towards themselves and hence for their buying behaviours. So that's how it happened. So now because there was so much loss of loved ones, there was so much, uh, you know, uncertainty to life, To people were losing jobs, people were losing so much, there was a lot of like sadness in a way during that time sure. across the world. So because of that, people have started respecting their uh, health, be it uh, using skincare, skincare usage has also increased. Increase uh, more. Great. Okay. It has increased. People, you know, even men have started realizing the benefits of using skincare. skincare. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So it has increased, and I think now that trend is something which people it, it will not go down. It's sure. now becoming a part of habit. So if somebody used to use one product or two products, now that person is maybe using, you know, three products. Maybe one more product is added to the. uh you know, journey or the routine.
1: My last question before we go for, uh, (laughs) you know, a quick round of few uh, quick uh, rapid questions that I have, but uh, before we go there, uh, skincare, I always believed is an outcome or result of um, internal peace Mm -hmm. or what you eat, what you think, uh, what you feel. Um, also reflects on your skin other than the good beauty products and the skincare no, products. Sure. So, you do agree with me on that? The skincare is not 100%. only with skincare products, but it's also
0: really- 100%. Okay, okay. I just want I believe that skincare products are 30% of your skin health, and 70% of your skin health is actually what you eat, what is your environment, how you feel, what are your thoughts. Wonderful. Uh, what is your mental frame? Yeah.
1: Wonderful. That's so nice yeah. to hear Shubhika, really. Yeah. That's nice to hear. So, I before we um, you know wrap up this episode, few rapid questions about your favorites and oh. it's uh, it's a quick round, so give sure. me a question answers in yes no words very quick, okay? Okay. The best beauty advice you have received. Think smile and happiness. When you wake up, you
0: I touch the floor.
1: The craziest thing you have done in the name of beauty is I would say waxing, oh. or threading. <laughs> Your skincare routine
0: is cleanse, tone, moisturize, uh, oil, like the face elixir treat, and sunscreen. A DIY beauty recipe. I love uh, rose petals, uh, sweet orange petals, uh, pa- like sweet orange peel powder with cucumber, uh, yogurt, and milk on your body and face. Your
1: favorite snack? Uh,
0: cheat meal would be Lays and Maggi. <laughs> your product, the product that you're currently ob- obsessed with? Our day and night cream that we just launched. Super obsessed. The Rush Supercharged, Super recharge super Day and Night Cream. your
1: everyday makeup routine is
0: mostly I'm into skincare and makeup I put my kajal for this podcast I've put little bit eyeliner and my tinted lip balm that's about it before going to bed you I uh, use a face wash or, or sometimes double cleanse and I do my skincare routine of a face cream, face and a face oil and then I put like a uh, hand cream and like a deep nourish which is a butter balm on on my feet and hands.
1: Well, I don't know whether you had (laughs) fun or no but I had fun. (laughs) No, I had
0: fun too. It was great, Anita. So
1: thank you for your time, Shubhika. Thank you so much, Anita, for having me here. No, I must say that I have mentioned a uh, couple of products and uh, <laughs> I am really uh, liking and have fallen in love with some of your products, especially the 24-carat wow. gold radiance cream that we refer yeah. to. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I'm so yeah. glad you like nice. it. That's nice. <laughs> and uh, on this note, I can only wish you good luck for your future. And we'll see you again very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Once again, I will say thank you to you. Thank you
0: so much, Anita.
1: And on this note, it is time to say goodbye to this beauty season. Hope you enjoyed listening and watching it on my YouTube as much as we enjoyed curating the season. I'll be back super soon with another engrossing season towards the end of this year. Until then, stay tuned on my social channels and your audio and video channels for further updates do not forget to follow me on youtube as well as on instagram until then bye